0: enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better and now here's tom
1: Hey, welcome to the soul's journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and I'm an evolutionary astrologer and an energy worker and a channel and uh, I'm kind of turning into a bit of a magician here with all these crystals. I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, tonight, uh, some recent developments. Uh, tonight's show is about using tools. Um, this is um, inspired by doing a coaching call uh, with a client today who's done some, you know, a noticeable amount of work with me over the last few years and who um, has just kind of felt up against the wall and said I I've, I've done this I've approached this problem I've you know I've worked on it I've done this therapeutically in a bunch of different ways what's the answer and the answer ended up being um, you, you haven't d- done it incorrectly with all this self work but there's a different framework that needs to be adopted so I'm going to talk about some different tools tonight including affirmations uh You know, talismans and charged or programmed crystals, like the kinds of things I offer, um, uh, energy work, body work, astrology, you know, different kinds of things working with guides. I'm going to talk about a uh, framework of intention and approach that makes any and all of those useful. Because it's not that if I'm asking this question about healing something or, coming to understand something in a better way or resolving some tension or something. If I ask that question 30 times with astrology and I can't get an answer, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with astrology. It's probably more that my framework needs to be reworked. The spirit in which I'm asking the question or how open I am to receiving tough answers or something like this, something about my relationship with this question and this process Is needing some revision. So that's what tonight's show is about. And uh, for those of you who have listened to a lot of these uh, shows or episodes over the past couple of years, you'll hear some things repeated. Uh, you'll hear some things that you maybe have heard me say again, but it'll be, it's going to be threaded in a different way to really point out essentially how to make the most of any of these kinds of tools, effectively using tools. Because if you're looking at astrology or you're asking your guides questions from a certain mindset or a certain frame of reference and you can't get answers, astrology and or your guides are not the problem. The crystal, the affirmation… they're not the problem and it's not that you're the problem but your mindset and very often what can happen is we are driven by pain to seek answers and the linear logical mind comes in takes control of the process and that gums things up and so that's part of this conversation uh, this uh, diatribe i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you tonight i do want to do some announcements first beginning march 26th are the four weeks of uh hour-long transformational energy work channeling meditation calls with Metatron, Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi, also known as Thoth and St. Germain and Merlin. And those are for processing grief and trauma. If there's something stuck in your field that gets in the way, if there's something you haven't been angry about enough or cried enough about or felt powerless enough about to actually move through it, we're gonna go down deep into your field on these four Thursday calls and you can get the mp3s if you can't make the calls get that information through my blog and through my site calendar but it's four weeks of this transformational process over the years I've done monthly full moon calls for an hour that's channeling and sometimes energy work I've done these you know one and a half hour or two and a half hour transformation or energy clearing events doing channeling and energy work on all callers the the vibration of energy work being captured on the recording then you access it later and you can do it really amazing stuff and i was asking jahudi about this and um he said do this thing instead one topic very deep Instead of just one hour and a half people can listen to over and over again, which is beneficial what these other ones have done. But instead of that, really go deeply into it. So you give them an hour, they process it for a week. You go deeper the next week, they process it for a week. So this tool uh, I'm really happy to do starts Thursday, March 26th, and goes for four Thursdays at, I believe, um, 7 p.m. Pacific. But look up on my site uh, for sure. Also, I'm going to be in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia from April 17th through the 27th, and I'll be in Portland, Oregon and Vancouver, Washington, so two Vancouver's and a Portland, um, you know, like the Beck song. Uh, I will be there from May 27th, or April 27th to May 4th. There are going to be workshops, and I'll be available for readings and energy work consultations in both places. What I'm doing is I'm going to be updating a post in my blog. Right now there are tentative dates for several events in there. And, uh, ways to contact me to set up a reading if you're in one of those places and want to do that. And I'll be updating that and reposting it, uh, to the top, you know, of the, the, the feed of the blog as I get more details in there. And there will be very likely two or three different events plus short talks in Vancouver. Plus I'm doing three days at the, uh, body, soul, spirit, uh, metaphysical expo at the p Forum, um, near Hastings Park or at Hastings Park. And or, or Hastings and uh some other street. I can't remember what the name of the park is. It's the huge park that has the little merry-go-round or roller coaster or whatever. Anyway, um kind of blanking on the details being a bit of a spaceman today. But um doing that and then i and so two short talks there as well as fifteen minute energy work sessions and also astrology readings in the booth and then separate events. So like I know that on uh, on Monday the twentieth I'll be doing a channeling event at a private home in Burnaby and you can get details about that soon. Uh and then in uh Portland, Oregon there'll be a meditation workshop, very likely uh downtown. Ooh, you get to hear the coyotes. Um, or maybe just one coyote. Outside my window. Uh and then in Vancouver, Washington, uh, I'll do another one too. So that'll be on uh May 2nd and 3rd, respectively. So anyway, lots of upcoming uh events that way. I'm really excited to uh go back to the uh Pacific uh nor- northwest. Uh other announcements kinda of lead me straight into uh the show. Um I have had this really uh wonderful um play date with all these crystals, as as you heard a few weeks ago. An update, uh, kind of Dear Diary gem show thing where I included some, some audio clips, uh, from, from conversations there. And I've had this really cool experience, um, the last maybe 10 days or so. And I have been doing short, um, kind of audio Dear Diary uh, entries that I'm going to be posting in my blog soon. The first one that's posted, it's like the third or fourth one I've done, is posted on the new shivalingam page on my site. So if you go to tdjacobs.com and go to the crystals area, you'll see the four crystals that are now available, tiger iron, red jasper, shivalingam, and onyx. And uh, when you go to the shivalingam shiv- uh, page, there's some pictures and an explanation, a brief explanation including a um a uh, uh text from a document given to me by by the vendor from whom I bought the shivalingams uh here in Tucson a guy from New Jersey who got them in India and just giving some historical cultural background and then I posted a 20 minute mp3 explaining more about it and I recorded that while I was programming them with metatron's energy so this kind of channeled but it's me but it's me talking in this altered space so it's very cool um the first couple of minutes are an overview of the last few days but um the last maybe 15 minutes are all about the shivalingum, how to use it, balancing masculine and feminine energy to uh, access creativity, to spark creativity, and to be balanced so that you have a feeling of, I have energy, and yet I don't have to act just because I'm energized. I can choose the right time, the right reason, the right motivation for acting. So the shivalingums are new. Also, the onyx are there, and then, of course, the red jasper and tiger iron. And there are going to be two more on the way soon. Uh, three more actually. Labradorite, Pink Opal, and, uh, Oralite 23. Most of the audio diaries are about Orolite 23 because it is, uh, amazing. <laughs> it is absolutely sublime and miraculous and amazing. I was telling a friend at the, at the Labrador Club the other day, uh, just telling her about it. She said, oh yeah, I've kind of heard of it. And I said, it's, it's so cool that I'm wondering, what else is out there that is so unbelievably cool that would change everything, you know, that I don't know about yet? I'm wondering what else I just haven't you know, <laughs> learned about. So I'm having kind of an adventure uh, with all of this. Um, oh, and yesterday, see, this is the other part of it. Yesterday morning, I charged over 50 small pieces of onyx or black agate, kind of the same thing, kind of. Um, most – What is really black agate we call onyx, and then we think onyx is always black, not always true. But anyway, over 50 of these smaller pieces for anchoring consciousness in this dimension. And uh, I put out through Facebook and through my blog a call to recruit some volunteers for uh, an informal research project, people, adults with autism or parents with children who have autism, or somewhere on the spectrum, but uh, anything's okay in there. And uh, I'm doing some informal research, so I'll send a stone to maybe up to 10 people if they're willing to try this alternative energetic approach with, with a few instructions and suggestions about how to use it. But the idea is that with autism, from Jehudi's perspective, from the soul's perspective, it in fact is not about a neurological problem or a physiological issue. It's not. There's nothing wrong from the soul's point of view. So, what is it that this serves? And I've actually had uh, the Autism MP3 uh, individual, family, and collective invitations, which was channel from Jehudi over two years ago. I've had that transcribed, and that's going to be available in Kindle soon, probably as of like the end of this week, because I just finished editing it right before the show. Um, and he talks about what an individual soul. Why would an individual soul have autism? Why would a family have a child with you know in that experience and what does it mean for us collectively that this is such a a widespread thing and growing so anyway if um I was kind of hesitant to announce it on the show because i um I kind of don't want four hundred people to 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 write me because I just don't have that time or resources to deal with that right now but i'm looking for about 10 and right now i have two (laughs) so um so anyway if you hear this in the next couple of weeks and you know somebody um who has autism in his or her life through a family member or personally or if you do um call me or write me you can go to my blog and see the email address and phone number on my site and my blog um Anyway, so I charged these crystals, and that was a profoundly grounding experience, which was part of the point, to anchor consciousness in this dimension. Oh, as I said, it's not a neurological problem. We look at it that way because of our uh, allopathic Newtonian mechanistic mindset that we're trying to, you know, get everybody to be forced into a wider and ever wider bell curve. So there's no variation from what our brains think is normal, what our brains think is expected. And so part of the thing with autism and related situations – I don't even call it a disorder anymore um, – is that consciousness is multidimensional. People like me, channels, psychic mediums, shamans can travel between the worlds. Intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, like sometimes I'm minding my own business and Judy's like, Hey, do this thing. And I'm like, okay, but most of the time it's because I say, aha, here's my intention. I will make time or space. And then it happens eventually. Usually it's intentional, but people with autism are bi-located or multi-located and they don't know that and they're surrounded by people who don't understand that. So anyway, these stones are for anchoring consciousness. Now, this little experiment's going to go on for a few a couple of months and if there are cool results of more being able to focus, better, ab- better ability to um, engage with 3D material world reality when it's necessary or needed or important, then these are going to be available uh, to anybody and everybody but anyway i'm doing a little informal research so if you get this if you hear this you know before the end of march 2015 and you know somebody in that situation have them contact me you can actually read a blog post about it it's called um autism what if it's all about consciousness wow it's a lot it's a lot of announcements but that takes me into talking about using crystals as a tool um or using any tool as I said earlier, if you're asking the same question of your guides over and over and it's not working, or you're looking at your astrological transits or progressions or solar arcs or looking at your, you know, a natal analysis over and over again, if you're doing that over and over again and you're not getting an answer, change the question. But better yet, that would be the obvious thing. Better yet, change the scope, the, where that question comes from, your perspective, How you conceive of what the issue is. Change that and start over. And, you know, in many times, as I said, it's our brains that are trying to solve a problem. And so the answers are what actually are answers that may be useful. They may be outside the range of what the linear logical mind expected and so therefore it doesn't accept it as a good answer. One example is with some clients over the years, and and I've actually been a client in this position, I say, Hey this thing is wrong. Hey this thing is wrong and I'm working with a patient practitioner, which I endeavor to be at all times, and I say, I've done this thirty times, you know what the ex will do (laughs) and the person says, You have to surrender to the truth that right I even did that with the woman with whom I was speaking today. You, you know the guides want you to surrender to this this is the only solution through the only way through this and when i'm in identified with my mind that is baloney that sounds like baloney because that's not a concrete linear logical answer that i can turn around and do something with in order to relieve or alleviate the the tension or situation my brain as everyone's brains do will only accept certain sorts of answers. Well, we have to surrender to the truth of of what's really happening. You can say surrender to the truth, you can say be humble enough to let go of your attachment, or you can say um you know, you can work on accepting what is. There're different ways to phrase this. My my term now that I've gotten some baby steps in with it after years of struggling against it the word surrender makes a lot more makes a lot of sense to me essentially um, whatever stresses me out I can go at it over and over and over again but as soon as I get and really can step back and really see and really get that it's my perspective that needs to be shifted then I can actually accept what's happening and what the help and support that are coming to me can actually get through to me so This is Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey. I'm going to take my first break. Stick with me. I will be right back.
0: Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign ingresses, Retrogrades Major aspect patterns And new and full moons Are covered in depth And help you make the most Of the present moment A channeled meditation And a monthly call To pick Tom's brain Are included As are a number of perks Exclusive materials And savings on his classes And products Read more and sign up Monthly or yearly At tdjacobs.com Need help getting grounded? What about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body, money, and others? Energy worker and channel Tom Jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive, clarifying, and empowering energies of Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin. Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates chakra two. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com.
1: Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, and talking about using tools effectively, different tools. I want to talk about affirmations. Next, because affirmations um, among all these things that we may use, divinatory tools or, or things to change consciousness or improve our lives affirmations have you know really taken off because it is true that when we change our thought patterns and, and therefore what we're vibrating and feeling, we change the experiences that come to us. So affirmations really hold a lot of promise for people. Over a year ago, I did a show about the deal with affirmations, like how to understand why they work. But I'm going to go over some of those key concepts. One of the things to understand is that there are two things that happen when you do an affirmation, and mostly people who are teaching affirmations seem to get one of the two things. And I always had kind of a skepticism about just saying something positive over and over again. And I think I was oriented toward skepticism you know, before, I, before I really uh, dove into doing all this multidimensional work and kind of seeing things differently, again, with the mind you know, being in charge and having certain expectations and requirements for what would be deemed a valid tool. Um, so just saying, um, you know, I am always supported. I am always supported. You know, just doing that over and over again when I don't feel supported – so most people will teach you that if you do that you will you will get there you'll create that what actually happens for everybody now how they respond to the it may vary we can change it may vary, but what actually happens is you say, "I am always supported," or people are always nice to me," or "I have everything I need before I need it," and the part or parts of you that disagree because they're shaped by past pain. And now carry a crummy belief about it—a negative belief—they will chime in and make your life very, very hard. I am always supported. Uh, no, I'm not. Wait. <clears throat> okay, let me start it over. <clears throat> I am always support. No, I'm not. You know, like a part of me is like is there with this naysaying. This is one. And, and if you know this, this is one of the most powerful features of doing an affirmation. When I when I give them to clients and students. I say, look, this this affirmation, 90% chance, it'll really make part of you upset. You know, like what I'll do is I'll get an affirmation, i like look in the person's energy field often and find the right issue and then I'll ask the guides for the right wording and I may tweak it too and we'll work together. And I give them this and I say, look, this is meant to trigger what hurts. It's meant to trigger the crappy belief that causes the problem that you have or the situation that you don't like. So if you know this, then you can work with those parts of you. Going into it saying, I am always – I'm you know making a commitment to yourself to be generous and kind and gentle and compassionate with all parts of you no matter what comes up. If you make that commitment to yourself earn- earnestly – I'm not judging the fact that I have this feeling or that thought or whatever – Uh, you know, we, we judge ourselves if we're, if we have unattractive emotions or we have negative thoughts, we judge them. If you just stop doing that, things will melt away. But, (laughs) but when, uh, you know, the negativity will melt away because then the parts of you that are being negative actually receive support and love and they don't need to keep naysaying. But anyway, in terms of affirmations, I am always supported. I'm always supported. Part of me will not believe it until it, until he does. So that's a secret for using affirmations. It's not enough to sit there and say the thing 500 times in a day. For some people, it it seems to be that simple. But I'm telling you, if you're raising your vibration in order to improve a situation and you're not going down into the psychic basement and the dark attic and that closet way in the back of the house in your inner psychic mansion to bring light love and support, understanding, compassion, to the parts of you that have been unhappy and carried the ne- have been carrying this unhappy or negative or disempowering vibration, then you're just raising your vibration temporarily. You can do it a lot and you'll end up w- without dealing with those parts, but you'll end up glassy-eyed and inauthentic. And people will kind of look at you like they feel sorry for you because you're not real anymore. You're like somehow some kind of plasticized version of who you used to be, but now you just think everything's great. And I'll, and I'll just be honest with you, I have this image of some people I knew in LA when I lived there, where they were really focusing on certain, like, like channeled abundance teachings. And I was like, yeah, well, well, sure, but, um, you're kind of glassy-eyed. <laughs> you know, like you're kind of, anyway, um, So the secret is, one of the secrets from my perspective at least, is to be in the body, be in the heart, acknowledge all these feelings without judgment, and then decide how we're going to act. So if I say, I am always supported, when I don't believe it, right? I'm trying to create that belief. I'm always supported. It's a lot about aligning different parts of me to get on board with that. So I say it, part of me disagrees or says, you know what, here – are, you know, is a stack of three feet of file folders chock full of evidence from the past of when you were not supported. This is how, this is how the brain works. Like dragging all this evidence into the courtroom and slitting it down on the table and saying, this, there's a precedent for how I'm not supported. Look at this time and that time and remember this. And, and that's what the brain does. So if you say, okay, brain, that's fine. I'm choosing now to draw a line in the sand from all those things. And rewrite the history, rewrite the narrative and the meaning I've ascribed to those things, and move forward in the way that I choose. And if you're not hateful, fearful, angry, shameful, judging, that part doesn't have a lot of fodder because it's now being accepted. You say, okay, I get it. That is certainly what it seemed like when those things happened and since then. But here, let's try it a different way. When you're doing that, then affirmations actually work. Any affirmation – I sleep well tonight and wake up greeting the morning with enthusiasm, <laughs> whatever it is. Like I have wonderful dreams. I always talk to my guides and receive support through my dreams. Like whatever, you know, whatever it is, like, um, an affirmation, like everything I put in my mouth serves my self care and leads to self respect. Or, um, I will start being a nice person. Like whatever the affirmation is that seems, you know, to be appropriate. They all work in this way. They do vibrate highly, but the parts of you that disagree will very likely come forward and gum up the works. So that's the deal on affirmations. So if you're somebody who's tried them, but they seem not to work, try it again with this perspective because they do work if you understand that it's not, you know, affirmations, just like all other spiritual development, it's not about hoping for the best and wishing those negative thoughts and feelings away and banishing them it's about embracing them and saying i'm a real person i work on all these levels i have a lot of feelings and emotions but i choose to behave and comport myself in this way i choose my vibration though i contain all possible vibrations i manifest this direction this vibration i choose this and that is what actual spiritual development is all about so, so now shifting gears, I want to talk about uh, astrology in terms of the same idea. Um, oftentimes, you know, people, clients of mine who know that I um, do astrology and I'm also intuitive and I'm listening to guides and all this, you know, all the different tools that I use. Um, sometimes uh, clients will say something like, um, "I'm expecting." You know this from this transit that's coming up, or I'm aware of the transit or the progression that that's happening, and and I kind of see it this way. You know, and then they'll, the, then that's fine, that's great. I want everybody to you know have a handle on their astrology chart and kind of understand those timing techniques and what questions you know they're trying to answer from the inside out with progressions. You know how they're evolving and changing, and with transits, um, which are the actual movements of the planets in this in the sky now how they affect the person's natal chart. Um, I want people to be aware of that, and that's kind of questions that life asks the person, like invitations and challenges to incorporate new ideas or grow and change or leave things behind. But it's not uncommon in my work for someone to assume that the astrology, an explanation of a transit, can answer a question when it actually can't. And this is the mind hoping or relying on a tool to explain the problem. But the problem, the issue, may be something else. Like you if you're dealing with an energetic emotional thing, but you are relying on your mind to try to get astrology to answer a question, you're going to be unhappy. Now part of this is about, and it's kind of a big topic, but but part of this is about we we seem to Sometimes want astrology to be a fact-based science when it's actually a an art and a, sci- a science that is about correlating observation, tracking time, correlating observation, and then all anything you might say, you know, interpretively with astrology, in astrology is actually interpretive art. Um, but we want it to be. Clear and direct and precise so that because our brains want an action item, we can go do or something we can change, something we can start or end in a, you know, kind of a linear logical way, like like in a way that we feel we can control our circumstances. But as it's this science that has to do with correlating observations and anybody speaking this symbolic language of astrology will be… Giving you an interpretation, essentially every astrologer is giving you an opinion. It really turns out to be that true, so you should pick your astrologers uh, intentionally. If you jive with their energies, right in their field, and how they see the world and how they see a person, then 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 work with that person. And also, it's important to. I think it's great when people write me and say they ask me a question as part of an interview. Now, some people just book a session. Some people write me or call me and say hey I'd like to talk about, you know, if what I want, you know, if you think you can do that. But sometimes people want to know where I'm coming from and there's a ton of info on my website and in my blog, everywhere on this show, uh, you know, all over iTunes, uh, uh different interviews all over the web with different uh hosts on different shows that I've done over the years. Uh, 15 books, you know, on Kindle and Amazon. There's a lot of my stuff out there, but sometimes people do contact me and say, um, "I think I like where you're aligned. Can you answer these couple questions to give me a sense of how you might approach this life issue or how you see that chart symbol?" And I'm like, "Perfect, great. I love giving time to that because it's a they're 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 wanting to engage with me to find out where I'm coming from because. What I tell them will be filtered, even if it's from their guides or the Ascended Master or the Archangel, it will be filtered through my consciousness. I feel like that's a tangent. Let me try to get back to – uh oh, gosh. Oh Wait, wake up. You're on Earth. You're doing a radio show. <laughs> no, really. No, I'm actually sitting here doing a radio show. Hmm. Just give me a second. Um. Yeah, well, this is what happens when you – charge a different set of crystals every day and spend all your day with Orlate 23, which is a takes you up in your upper chakras. Um, so we have this thing about wanting it to be concrete in tell astrology. We want it to tell us specific things so that we can have the surety that we can take specific action. But what actually turns out to be true, in addition to this idea of the person speaking the language as in interpreting your chart is offering you opinion based in wisdom in fact, but They're still colored by that person's perceptions. Um, Also true is that there is a wide range of possibilities with each energy. So your brain might expect, for example, a Saturn transit to be hard. If you call somebody like me, I'm like, well, it depends on how you approach this energy. How do you personally relate to the energy of Saturn? Because now Saturn's going to, through transit, be asking you a question. I talked with one client yesterday um, who has uh, – Saturn has recently passed into her sixth house in early Sagittarius, obviously, where it is now in the sky, and uh, it's square her Pisces south node conjunct Chiron and square her Virgo north node conjunct uh, Pluto, the south node in the ninth with Chiron. Pluto in the third. So and she has quite a lot of astrological knowledge. And she said, this is kind of how I'm seeing it, what I'm looking at. And and we talked about it and the conversation kind of deepened and evolved. And I and I and I framed it in terms of the question that Saturn's asking. I said, this is a realism question. It's a reality check, you know, and just kind of like really going into that into that deeper terrain, like starting really simple, saying it's a reality check. Saturn saying, art with the squares it's pressure and friction and are you doing this well enough or are you doing it or if you're not doing it should you be or if you're doing it are you overdoing it for the wrong reasons but anyway kind of going into that terrain with this saturn question so how that client deals with saturn energy is everything even though it's transiting saturn not natal saturn that's involved so you want to know what that Saturn transit is about or, you know, and, and you in fact, you know, it's almost like every time you get a, every time someone gets a reading from me, they, it's like this invitation to expand perspective to the point where, you know, their brains can no longer cycle through the fidgeting and the worrying and the grasping at straws and details. Because when, you know, it happens a lot with outer planet transits, especially Saturn. Uh, We're kind of in the middle of the solar system, but not one of the three outer planets, but still like a longer transit where transit can last a year or a little longer. We may expect it to be bad because we have an idea of what Saturn is. Well, actually, Saturn in reality has nothing to do with your idea of what it is. Now, when I tell you what it is, it's my opinion, but it's based in, you know, observatory correlate or correlating observation, something like that. Correlance? Anyway, uh, observatory correlance? Can I say that? I don't know if people can say that. Um, Anyway, so – but there is this thing where if you look at it through a certain framework – again, the same thing with the affirmations. If you look at the question – or the challenge in a certain, through a certain lens or within a certain framework from a certain stance, then you can actually use it. So with this person, Saturn square, her Chiron on the south node in Pisces, um, she probably will experience way too much energetic sensitivity and have it be draining. Remember, this is Saturn transiting from the sixth. That's one possibility. She may feel physically ill. From not having good energetic boundaries, She may be emotionally drained. Is really more more you know more like it, that and that can affect physical health. But when I rephrase it and I say the Saturn, the planet of practicality, the long term plan, it's in um, the sign of having faith in the you know in the house of doing something consistently that's realistically grounded that helps you. Sixth house, squaring that Chiron of Pisces. Why are you giving away all your energy? Why are you leaking? Why is your heart going out to all those people? So when you phrase a question that way, then somebody has something to work with that's not the mind trying to control the situation and get a concrete answer in order to go out and control things. So that takes us to the second break. I'm Tom Jacobs. Uh, This is The Soul's Journey. Stick with me. We'll be right back.
0: Getting grounded. What about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body, money, and others? Energy worker and channel Tom Jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive, clarifying, and empowering energies of Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi, aka Thoth, Saint Germain, and Merlin. Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates chakra two. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com. You've heard Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses, retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included. As are a number of perks, exclusive materials and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com.
1: Welcome back to the Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and talking tonight about effectively using tools. And covered so far affirmations and talking about astrology, approaching a transit or progression, and understanding that the frame of mind and the and the re- reference point or the uh, starting place that we use to approach these tools is, is everything. So I want to talk about these charged stones that, that I work with. Now, I call them crystals, but I just want to call them stones and rocks. But they, you know, but Metatron and Jehudi keep calling them crystals, so I keep doing that. I use them interchangeably, but, um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, now there are four different varieties available for different purposes. And the, the idea is that, um, and some of you may be, may be aware of this, but for those of you who are just kind of encountering my work for the first time, here's, here's the idea that, a crystal, and you can you can look up in a book, you can look up online what people say about what a stone, you know, serves, what chakra it relates to. Some people have zodiac sign, assignations, and and um, and people will talk about emotional healing or physical healing. You know, all these different properties of these stones and metaphysical, what they do energetically, and essentially different colors and different crystal structures are different, you know, the actual material the rock right or the or the material it's made out of will augment certain frequencies or activate certain channels in your body that's a given for all these different crystals and so when someone says to you oh you want to carry a citrine for that or hey smoky quartz or onyx or tiger iron or whatever oh have you ever tried kyanite or whatever um you know that is because these things activate different energy pathways in our fields, opening different energy channels. So, that's normal and natural and that's what they do, and that's why the web is full of people copying and pasting each other's web pages with these descriptions. <laughs> um, what is looking at Oralite 23 because it's a relatively new crystal that has one source uh, in Northern Ontario. Uh, That's, I found a ton of copying and pasting without citing the original, so who knows who wrote this, you know, thing, but, and then a couple of comments added here or there. I actually found a couple original pages I bookmarked that I'll be uh, referencing, uh, when I start teaching about it and charging the pieces that I bought at the gem show. Um, programming is a better word. Programming energy into these crystals. Anyway, uh, so programming slash charging. So they do that, and, but when you get a crystal in your life, just a normal stone of just some kind, you may or may not have an affinity with it readily. You may or may not want to have it with you or remember to have it with you. You may lose it. You may break it, right? You. You. Somebody calls you three years later, your friend, and says, hey, I found this stone in my car. Did it fall out of your pocket? And you're like, ah, that's where that went. I didn't want to carry it anyway, but somebody told me I should carry it to get over this issue, you know. So we have these kinds of relationships with them where we may not be ready or something. What I'm doing is programming different intentions and vibrational strata, different frequencies into these crystals and everyone is different. So the what I do with labradorite versus tiger iron versus red jasper, it's all different. And, uh, I'm working on documenting what i'm doing some of them are very easy to remember like with the onyx i spelled out the 10 notes the 10 frequencies that i put in these stones with the onyx for healing all plutonian issues and also trauma and ptsd like plutonian empowerment solutions to uranium trauma is part of the deal with that like activating this fundamental root chakra plutonian power source first root chakra and also solar plexus' third chakra are the, the chakras in my schema uh, to which Pluto relates. Um, but activating those so you can overcome Uranian trauma, it's really an, a very cool magical process um, that you can read about. There's a 26-page PDF on my site. Most of it is channeled, but then I did write some stuff at the end so you can understand the physical and emotional day-to-day effects that may occur. A little bit of a user's manual. But anyway, in that I spelled them out. Because when I did the red jasper, I didn't spell them out. I know what they are. I'll come find them again when I do the next set. But honestly, I have probably 50, maybe 40 red jasper pieces charged. So I don't need to do that for quite a long time. But anyway, I'm trying to document all these things so, so you could understand what it is. But I'm collecting this range of, uh, or this set of bookmarks to different healing frequencies. Putting them in a particular crystal makes that crystal hold the frequency. Apparently indefinitely. Some people say, hey, how long does it last? I'm like, I don't know. We're doing this about a year and a half. It's not, it's not going away. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, Judy's like, don't worry about it. They're there. It's happening. Unless that person really, really, really energetically cleanses that stone. Like, does five things to really clear that stone. Um, like basically a more powerful clearing energy than the energy put into it. You know, it's not just like you can like, Dip it in a glass of water and the energy goes away. That's not, that's not, you know, like, like for cleansing normally crystals. But this crystal has a certain potential and it does certain things and then the energy put into it makes it a battery that's supercharged that holds this energy of the Ascended Master and the Archangel, uh, and gives that off. So when I sent, when somebody buys one of these crystals for me and it gets to them, they, they sometimes feel it coming down the hall to them in the mail. Like one of, one of my clients, uh, received the package and she felt something coming down the hall that was important. She looked up and it was one of her employees bringing her the mail and this box was, you know, was in there and she could feel it. And, so, and, and they, they feel like friends because they have Jehudi Metatron's grounded empowering supportive energies in them so now as far as using tools now you can refuse to engage with that energy like if you think you're not supported but you buy one of these stones and this energy of support comes in your life this energy of activated support and hey you're not alone hey let me help you evolve energy comes in let me help you ground be empowered and say no when appropriate. Say yes when appropriate. Yes, please. No, thank you. You cannot not engage with that. You can choose not to. Most people who have gotten one of these crystals, and it's well over a hundred at this point in the last little over a year, like thirteen months. Uh, it's more like one hundred and twenty-five people actually. Um, I hear from those people. For most people, that. I feel better just having it around. So they're opting to work with it. And just because you pay me money, you invest energy doesn't mean all parts of you are open. (laughs) Do you know, you know, like I was saying before with the affirmations, I'm always supported. I'm always supported. You know, that will activate the part of me that really doesn't believe that and may not yet be open to relaxing into a new image that I am supported, a new vision. So with the crystals, It'll hold a frequency. It'll anchor something in your world, but you can avoid it. So consciously using a crystal that I charge in this magical Merlin-like way is in being open to having this thing stimulate and affect change, which ultimately you can learn to make better decisions. You can immediately know when other people's energies are in your space and how not to absorb them you know you can have all these things happen but but you can choose not to you know you can definitely choose not to you have free will some people um lose them and i say then your relationship with it might be complete other people they they fall and they break i had three people in a month indicate that to me and um and uh i told i I told them you can send it to me and i'll polish off the sharp edges and send it back like i'm happy to do that you know at the laboratory club um but anyway these you know these these things change over time when we're not ready anymore to use it or we've had our fill or whatever like i i don't use tiger iron very much anymore when i'm charging the other stones i do yes but i don't need it to get grounded anymore to really connect deeply to the earth i can do that through finding a frequency so i've Maybe outgrown Tiger Iron a little, but now Tiger Iron doesn't sell through my site nearly as much as the other things. And that's kind of normal. So my relationship with them may actually determine people's ability to connect with them or feel akin to them. Um, But my office you know, has a bunch of stones that are charged in it. And I'm very aware of these areas in my office where these beautiful frequencies are there. And the vast majority of what's charged in my office right now are red jasper stones, which are about boundaries and, and saying yes and no and not absorbing others' energies. And, um, anyway, so, uh, you know, you can opt to not be changed, but to use them and say, yeah, I'm willing to have the energy of this ascended master and, and, uh, this archangel in my life. I'm willing to see. What can be changed i 'm willing to give up and surrender what doesn 't work like this is the mindset to go into with a crystal it 's not that it will magically change everything it will make you more aware of things it will put your attention on things one of the one of the most stark examples of this from me and the people close to me because my my sister and my nephew, my girlfriend my mom uh, and some friends they have they have these crystals now. And the starkest starkest example was – I want to say it was about 24 hours or maybe 30 hours after I gave my girlfriend – or she, my girlfriend picked out from the Red Jasper pieces uh, the piece she wanted. And um, it was definitely a day, day and a half later. And I was talking to her and it was the evening and uh, we we were in our room and we were talking and I felt really awkward and uncomfortable because something had energetically changed. And I said something to her, and she said, I suddenly am very clear that your energy is not my own, like that my energy is mine, yours is yours. And that's what one of the intentions with the charged, brecciated red jasper pieces. And it was magical. It was immediate. And so since then, that has occasionally come up where I feel surreal, and I'm not quite sure what kind of conversation we're having. That It's been infrequently since then, and it's probably been about Nine or ten months since this happened, but it was overnight, literally. And, and so that's what these red jasper pieces can do. And now it didn't make her clear out her energy field. It made, or didn't make it, you know, magically correct itself. It made her aware of what her choices are and how she interacted with me. So she was engaging with me, eye contact, sharing space probably holding my hand or something or being close, but she didn't have to absorb or be enveloped by my energy field. So these that's how these things work. So she then took it upon herself, as a person should, to recognize, like to be cognizant of that awareness and to track it and to be invested in making better choices in the short term like all the time. And there's been a, there's been a, a remarkable turnaround with boundaries in our relationship, with, with her being aware of, um, her own energy versus mine and not always, or, or say when, you know, my energy field will affect her. We live together. I have a big energy field, but, you know, her susceptibility to it has changed because she's much more aware of her own space. And that's the second chakra activation of the red jasper being charged the way it is and I, I have a a million stories like that but that's the one that's closest to me that that is not me <laughs> that uh is the is this kind of radical thing and so it makes you more aware so you can see where you have choices and this and this is the beautiful thing about these tools so as i said now there are four that are available uh shivalingam from balancing masculine and feminine it's a metatron energy it's not jehudis energy the other ones are both beings uh, red jasper and tiger iron, red jasper for second chakra issues as I'm explaining all the, uh, the boundaries. And it's also for money, relationships, saying yes and no. Uh, and it is about creativity and sexuality in a very deep way and for healing abuse issues. Because when we have to heal abuse issues, whether it's any kind of abuse or sexual abuse or molestation, um, this, you know, there's a big block or there's a big charge. But one of the most effective ways to heal that, FYI, is to on a very small basis every day without charge, without resentment, without anger, without defensiveness, say yes, please and no thank you when appropriate. And that will begin to heal the big thing that's stuck in the field. You could There's a 33-page document on healing uh, sexual abuse on the Red Jasper page uh, on my site. So we're coming up at the end of the show. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Just a recap of the announcements. Um, Uh, Starting March 26th, four Thursdays of Processing Trauma and Grief using the charged Onyx pieces, extremely powerful. And then also the uh, two Vancouver's and a Portland trip in uh, April and May. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me. Be in touch. See my site at tdjacobs.com, and I'll talk to you next week.
0: You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.